Thank you for tuning in to One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon, movies, and beer. But please take note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. Yes, for sure. Not even close to experts. But we do love all three of these, and we really love drinking beer and bourbon. (laughs) A lot. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. That's pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to get updates on new episodes when they come out. And please leave us a five-star review because you just love us so stinking much. So so stinking much. You can also check out our website, one bourbon, one movie, one beer.com. That's using the number one instead of the word one. You can also follow links on that website to our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter page. Enjoy the show. I'm Whit. I'm Paul. And I am Ryan. And welcome to episode five of season one. Yeah. And we watched another Tom Cruise gym. Look, we're just turning into a Tom Cruise podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, we we watched Mission Impossible before this, but we watched Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, correct. Which a lot of people think the movie is called Live, Die, Die, Repeat. Yeah. It's actually not. Because they had That's to market title, it that way because they were like, people don't know what Edge of Tomorrow means at all. Honestly, Live, Die, Repeat kind of makes more sense to people that don't know. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Or don't get the well, concept. it makes more sense when you have watched it, too. <laughs> yeah, True. it's like, maybe we should just It should it actually this. be like, live, die, 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 repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get, you have to die a lot of times before you can learn how to repeat. <laughs> yeah. He spends a significant amount of time not learning anything. <laughs> just, just dying. Learning just learning that he keeps reliving the day. <laughs> yeah. Like Groundhog Day. Right. So we got off onto this movie. Because of Mission Impossible and mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. And director. And the director of Mission Impossible Rose. was uh, Christopher McQuarrie. And he helped with like the script and the screenplay, screenplay. of this one. Well, yeah, it was like him and somebody else. Okay. Yeah, because I think the director's like Doug Lehman. Mm-hmm. Correct. Oh, correct. Look at that. Correct a <laughs> Memory. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's like checking everyone's facts. <laughs> like, we got Ryan on IMDb. He's like, yep. Nope, 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 yep. (laughs) (laughs) But this is one of those movies that it's not an older movie, so it's pretty fresh, at least in my brain, from when I saw it. So Mm -hmm. we'll talk about our first impressions. What was the year? 2014, so six years ago. Did you say four years ago? No, I said 2014, six years ago. Oh, I just said four years ago. Like, <laughs> he almost stumbled. Bro, it's definitely 2020. <laughs> well, I like, said it once, and then he said it, and I almost stumbled, but I did catch myself. <laughs> for the record. It's on, <laughs> we're recording this, so we can check. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back. We'll can we stop and rewind to get back and play that again? <laughs> no. Damn it. No rewinding. <laughs> Unless you're in this movie. Because <laughs> then everything is going to go back to like the save yeah. point. <laughs> oh, what is our save point? <laughs> I don't even know what our safe word is. Probably Paul dropping an F. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anybody that's on episode five <laughs> also, this, <laughs> also knows about our taglines that or buzzwords that yeah. we hit. We won't have to repeat them, hopefully, by this episode. But fucking buzzwords. Be listening now for those when we bring them back. <laughs> so Edge of Tomorrow, first impression of the first time you saw it, if you can remember. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Do I go first? 
I guess I'll go first. <laughs> Let's reverse the age order this time. <laughs> reverse age order. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll go from youngest to oldest. <laughs> Are we talking maturity or actual age? Mm, well, I'm both. I'm still <laughs> yeah. that. I don't even know. <laughs> we'll be all level. <laughs> all go at the same time and talk over each other. Yeah. Yeah. Maturity is very level. <laughs> age, no. <laughs> um, all right, Ryan, your first impression of Edge of Tomorrow. I literally just wrote down fun. And I loved it. Uh, I mean, if Did you're Whit a regular listener, is that Whits? We're still, <laughs> we're still on the fun movie train. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're a regular listener, you know that most of the movies we watch or rewatch is because we like it. It's yeah. fun. We enjoy it. Uh, but for this movie, I really, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know what I was getting into when I first watched it, but um, the idea behind it, so the theme, like when he gets what they call it, the primes or whatever, the alpha, alpha, excuse me, alpha gets omegas. that blood on them that he literally just relives the same day over yeah. and over and over again. Just thinking about the idea of that, like I loved it. Um, so first impressions were just. I love this idea. I think it's so cool. It's so great. And now we've seen, um, there's a few other movies that have taken that, this idea of like reliving the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and even this takes that idea yeah, from stuff like that. Groundhog yeah. Day. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I wrote down like, there's like a new, like that, oh, what's it called? It's like, um, it's the one with the girl where she relives. It's like a horror series, and she just dies. Valentine's Day. Or no, your birthday. Or whatever. Something like that. Something like your, your bloody um, Valentine. Bloody Valentine. No, that's not it. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, anyways, we'll post it I'll in the notes. We'll find it. We'll find it. Paul will find it. Paul will find it. I am other It's just, I love that idea and the fact that they're just trying to figure out how they can beat this every single day. He dies, li- he lives, dies, and repeats and tries to figure out how to where they can just ultimately live. Uh, did you see it like in the movie theater or did you wait until it was on DVD? Oh, uh, definitely wait until it was in DVD. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2014, I was, uh... You were old enough to go to the theater alone. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, was a, I was quite a young lad. Happy Daddy oh, Day. No, no, I just got married a year So you didn't go on this. a date night to go see Edge of Tomorrow? No, when, you know my wife, she doesn't care for movies that much. <laughs> so she would have looked up the ending and be like, so, wait... It's the same day over and over. I'm more confused so which one's the now ending? after knowing what <laughs> The ending is the beginning? I'm so confused. Is it worth even watching it? <laughs> mm. Well, yes. I guess I'll go next, based on age, not maturity. Uh, for my first impression, I did see it in the movie theater, but I did not go on a date to see it. <laughs> I was also married. I went on, I guess, a bro date to see it, because I'm pretty sure I saw this with my brother, who I've seen most movies in the movie theater with before I started watching movies with you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has been to a couple with us. Yeah. <laughs> and he is also being really helpful with getting our social media stuff going and our yeah. artwork. And he's Do definitely going to be a guest on this eventually. Nah, he can't do that. One day. Just kidding. He's definitely earned it. <laughs> he's earned it now. He's earned it. He had, to, he had to crawl out of a couple of instances in Endgame that he had already seen it. And we were like, don't ruin this for us. <laughs> Please don't ruin this for us. And he did okay. He, he did okay. He still had a couple moments where we were like, something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. 
Yes. He's freaking out right now. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of how movies work. <laughs> yeah. People get killed in this movie. Things, yeah. Something's happen. always about to happen. Superheroes punch people. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. They get punched by people, too. But I saw this with my brother, and we were in the movie theater, and I had little to no idea what it was about. I could tell from the tagline of Lived, I Repeat, and going on IMDb and reading the synopsis. I was like, okay. So it's going to be some kind of thing where it's a Groundhog Day, but it's in a war movie, in a futuristic war movie. It actually takes place in 2020. Yeah. So the aliens are coming. I hope so. Because I'm tired (laughs) of this bullshit we're living in. That's what they said the COVID. That's how this year's going to end. But I don't want to repeat 2020 a million times. Let's just be clear. (laughs) Please no. Just be sitting in a room with your family doing nothing. (laughs) Doing little to nothing. But um, I I agree with Ryan. It's another one of those movies that's really fun to watch. The story is good enough to keep you, especially when you don't know. It's the first time you see it. You're like, how's it going to end? Is it going to be something where... They kill off these characters and it's a one-off or are Mm. they going to try and set it up for a sequel? Mm. And until I watched it again, I didn't really think that it merited a sequel. But after watching it again, I was like, oh, okay. And we'll talk about that a little bit more when we come down to like some of our other categories. But I remember just being entertained the entire time, liking the concept. It almost felt like when you're playing a video game. Mm. So it's like... If I'm playing Halo or Gears of War or something and I die, I go to a spawn point or a save point, and then I remember what all I did to get to that certain section, and then I try to beat it. Yeah, the aliens are shooting dope. They come out of the same fucking corner behind the same tree, (laughs) and you're like, I know where this guy's coming from. Yeah, (laughs) And I like that a lot, especially because it came out, I was just out of college for a couple years, and I was still playing video games like that, and I was like... This is an idea that is still fresh in my brain just from playing video games. And they've put it into this movie. The cast is great. The story works really well. And I give a lot of that credit to McQuarrie mm-hmm. after learning about how he writes things and adapts things. Because yeah. it's based off of a book. But doesn't you know, feel like very, a Mission Impossible movie at all. No. It does not feel like Mission He's Impossible. It was refreshing. Doing, like going down different directions. Yeah, yeah it was refreshing to see Tom Cruise do something a little different. And we talked about that in a prequel of Tropic Thunder, seeing his comedic side. Yeah. And this leans uh, into both categories. He's got some comedy going, but he's yeah. also got the Mission Impossible stuff going as he progresses because he's getting better. And turning into a superhero. And turning into yeah. a super <laughs> mech hero or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but that was my first impression. Again, very similar to Ryan. Loved it. Paul gets to go next as the elder. Yep, my turn. So I'm not <laughs> positive I remember theater. I'm pretty sure it was theater. I just don't have a distinctive, like, vivid memory of who or where I was or who it was with. 2014, I was here. And I was in and out of movies at the time. But I know I remember... Uh, I like Tom Cruise in general. Like I told before during these other episodes that I'm a, I'm a fan of his other, older, all of his catalog pretty much. And I was, I remember watching this movie being surprised at how uh, funny it was. Like, it's like, there's parts where he just like dies randomly or he makes a ring, wrong turn. And you think like, oh, he's going to figure this out. And then now he gets crushed by something, air car or truck or whatever. I'm like, damn it. Like, <laughs> he's going to make <laughs> it now. And I also uh, am a humongous. <laughs> you mentioned already uh, Groundhog Day. I'm a huge Groundhog Day, or Groundhog Day fan, and I watched that movie like a hundred times. 
and I liked the first time I saw that movie, I remember going, wow, this was more than I thought. It's a Bill Murray, but it's like, if you just kind of skim it and don't pay attention, it's just like a funny haha. But if you really yeah. li- look at it, how the time works and the loops work and his things he's chosen or, ang- or, or versions of who he is and how he learns and grows and how long he probably was stuck in that loop. Yeah. You know, like how, how many, many times? Like, there's, there's like uh, fan theories out about Groundhog Day that he was there for like ten thousand or like a million years, effectively, if you math out the time about how long and how much he's learned. How long would it take him to learn how to like rob the bank scene where he's like timing everything? <laughs> Depending on corny's drop, the one, flipping two, three. the cards. Yeah, he that had, he lays it. He's like two hours a day for three weeks, right? <laughs> and you're like. Yeah, God. and he was out of like ice yeah. sculpt perfectly. All these things it goes to like where he's an expert at the thing, and you're like, he doesn't really like. Wow, he's just good at all this shit. But that took like years or whatever to get there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how Tom is. And again, he's a complete weakling loser in the beginning of this, <laughs> yeah. right? And I like I that. I like that he's loser. he's he's not the hero. And again, I'm a huge Emily Blunt fan, and like. I mean, if you, at this point, most people only know her from like Devil Wears Prada, right? But like, but she's good at being that character. Mm-hmm. And you're, and in, I was a little worried about her being like pigeonholed into that character, but she's not. Cause mm-hmm. she's been in other stuff. Like she's been, uh, the five year engagement with, uh, yeah. she was always uh, Jason a Siegel. little side character. And she's she, good at comedy and funny. Oh, yeah. Her, her timing is great. But this oh, movie, yeah. she is, in, is kind of like, uh, Ilsa in Fallout mm-hmm. and Rogue, oh, yeah, where she's sure. like, they're matched, but she's better than him yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when she loses the power and he has to keep reintroducing himself, the every one of these times, you kind of like it kind of goes away from the introduction, but it keeps going every once in a while that shows her we're stretching again. You're like, oh crap, I forgot he's got to start again and yeah. convince her again. Yeah. But as it goes, she's picking up. She knows, okay, he's the guy, has my power. Now we got to go to this step. How far do we go? And then it's like, how long have we been here? She's a, he's with it. You know, mm-hmm. she, she had it. How long did she have it? How many freaking well, millions of years did she, was she doing this before him? Well, she touches on that she saw a guy die 300 times. Yeah. Right. Which means, I mean, again, like she's not. But depending on route and where her beginning was, day. he watched that one dude get crushed by the helicarrier like 50 times, you know, yeah. like, but then he well, chose to save him a bunch it. of times, yeah. you know, so depending on her choices, mm-hmm. we don't know. Right, and we'll talk about the other stuff you're talking about later when I circle back. But yeah. I remember that being an impression where I was like, "Emily Blunt's awesome," and Tom Cruise is a terrible. Even when you <laughs> think he's good, he's still not good, not better than her. And even at the end, they're both great, you yeah. know. And and I don't, and I, I was hoping they would keep that. Not that I'm like the feminist or anything, but I like the idea that like it's kind of tiring when a guy overtakes a girl and then overshadows mm-hmm. her, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, you push her in a corner, even though she's significant." That I don't feel they did that. I think Macquarie's really good at taking a female character and making her a lead, and they're co-stars, not yeah. A side he's really character. good at acknowledging the character, and, and he's making, making strong sure that you know that they are strong. Yeah. And no matter what happens, that character is going to stay that way, right? And they're not going to get overshadowed. And right? I left the theater thinking I want to see either a prequel or a sequel, and I yeah. was super happy about mm-hmm. that. I was really interested in her story. Oh, that would have been so so yeah. awesome to have her side of things to where and I think that's one thing I loved about this movie is um, seeing Tom Cruise's character progress from like 
this guy who is it's it's laughable how terrible he is. Right. Like just frightened, doesn't know how to take safety off this thing, yeah. doesn't know a darn thing. <laughs> he's about even like just stuff. a nick of blood he's, and I'll well, just faint. He's, he's a, the guy who in the beginning is like advertising these suits like for the military and then when he gets in one he has no idea what to do. Well mm-hmm. he said at one point that when he was trying to get weasel his way out of getting sent onto this like yeah. thing. And honestly if he had just shut up and taken the job, yeah. he would have just shown up and been like doing like, protected by the soldiers and like just well, doing like, protected in air quotes because it well he didn't know about the invasion so exactly. he would not be in the situation that he's in to be the hero of this movie if he hadn't been that initial character potentially because yeah. he still has to say the wrong things to be able to get thrown into that situation yeah right to then but he wakes up get the power. with the handcuffs on laying on top of the stack of bags that's his like response yeah. but he'd already established that like I had an advertising firm and it and it fell, so I just started talking my way into all this stuff and selling yeah. more war. Yeah, he was like, "I did soldiers. ROTC. That's my so... job. I do this, you do that." And yeah. then he's like, "No, well, you got to do a little more sales." And he's like, <laughs> "In person, <laughs> no, nah. you got to really." Sell. But then he ran like a little scared little oh, yeah. girl, and that's why he got stuck well, in there. I don't know where I was going with that. No, well, yeah. It, <laughs> That's kind of where you're going, and I like I liked that Tom oh, Cruise started out well, being no, that way. Anyway. I, and that's what I would love to seen is the fact that we saw his story from when he went from literally like Infancy a of, wimp to yeah. Hercules, and I would love to, and we'll probably get into this about rebooting, recasting, mm-hmm. whatever, but or just seeing her story to see where she came from before she got yeah. these powers and figured out because oh, that's yeah. how she became this hero is. She probably replayed yeah. it like hundreds of times, it's, and it was a choreographed dance. It's like that. watching the Hunger Games. Yeah, you know the Hunger Games. One of the sheets. I just one other page. Takes place like in the seventy fifth or seventy fourth Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like there's a bunch. You could literally that. make prequel after prequel after prequel. Yeah. of those other Hunger Games. Yeah, and this is one of those where it's like picking up in the middle of a war. So you could easily have another movie that shows her story and how right. she got it. Or if there was somebody that even had it before she did and she doesn't know it. Yeah. Right. So that would be a cool thing to see. But the reason that I really wanted to rewatch this again, once we finally landed on it, I was like, Oh yeah. Cause there's stuff in that movie that I know I missed. Right. You know, again, I said, you're watching right sure. now. I was like, I'll I'm find not new sh- shit. I missed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure if it's going to be a sequel. And then I rewatched it. I was like, this, this is definitely why a have a sequel. And know? it's, and it's kind of funny that you say that. Cause I also forgot. I remember leaving my first impression going, I wanted to see a sequel. And I remember thinking they set it up that way. And I was yeah. excited when I heard rumors of them going to do a sequel. And but when I went to go rewatch it last night, I was like, where was that? Like, do they, does it like tie up in a nice bow or is there a thing? And then I saw it and I was like, oh, that's where it mm-hmm. is. And yeah. And, they're, and they really are working on getting a sequel. And they're all, all again, the people that are involved. Enough to where they're like, Emily Blunt doesn't really age, so she can <laughs> play a prequel version of herself. <laughs> well, I, I got facial through that. I mean, look at uh, Tony Stark and everybody else. Look at uh, uh, Michael Douglas for crying out loud when they did AIM game. He looked like himself in yeah. like the uh, 80s. Going back 70s. to the 70s yeah. and the 80s. But yeah, so like I, I wanted to pick up on more stuff that I had missed and see, you know, if there was those things that set up the sequel pretty well. Because yeah. I know that the people involved don't want to do it until they get it perfect. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody be really does want one. to do it, including Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. And I don't think McQuarrie's involved at this point, but the original director I think is too. 
But um, you, you go fact check me on that one. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, you might be right. You could be wrong, though. No, you're fine. (laughs) Don't pay attention to this phone in the corner. Literally, like, four minutes from now. Wrong! (laughs) (laughs) Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, Ryan chimes in. (laughs) So, this sends us into the category that, again, I struggle with it every time. A con. Mm -hmm. It's hard. So, I'm not going to go first. (laughs) hard. Because I have to think of it a little bit harder. (laughs) So who wants to go first on con? Well, we already know what my con's going to be based on. Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> Is it going to be a CGI element? Yeah. <laughs> but that mech suit was totally half CGI. <laughs> I don't know. It, there was just a lot of scene like in the mech suit. It just looked a little weird to me. Um, but like when they run, it just looks awkward. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess because it, you're running in a mech suit, like who knows exactly what it's going to look like. Um, but the one, it's just one scene I had an issue with that I just did not like. And it was when they both, in their suits, get into a minivan. <laughs> I they rip the doors off and they make it awkward. Yeah, but they act like they just casually squeeze in and they just lean the seat back and like just chilling. Maybe if it had been an expedition. No, they would have suits. The suits are massive. Yeah, They're sure. not going to both fit in a minivan That's comfortably just driving down the highway. I, the I was full in on the movie. I was like, yep, got in the car. And also, yeah. like, got it. The, I mean, in that same scene, the the fact that they didn't disconnect. I get it, like, pays off as, like, there's some aliens in the trunk. Yeah. And, and, and that uh, camper. But you, I was pretty sure, like... If I'm going to take a car and we're going to drive it, a minivan, I yeah. would get rid of the trailer. Why the hell yeah. would you still well, have that attached? And I In was a suit that could just rip that off. And- yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that going, Emily Blunt does not remember this day. So he hasn't found the perfect sentence to tell her to get her to trigger to be like, 100% have to get rid of this thing. And yeah. they've done it multiple times because by the time they get to where they're they going, the she realizes they've already been there. Yeah, but yeah, but he, he, does, also he doesn't rip it off. He, he just go up. Oh, that's where that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also telling her in the scene that we see, which I was having a little bit of a theory in my mind, where maybe the exact scene that we saw and then the scene in the actual house mm-hmm. might have even been different times. So it might have been just showing you the first time they got the minivan, right? And then by the time that they are actually in the house, that it kind of feels like that. Another one. A couple times, it's hard to tell if he'd been there the first time or not because that scene it felt like it was kind of a combo like he'd kind of been there once maybe yeah. but the time when like he's picking the right sugars for the coffee and mm-hmm. she kind of gets pe- how many times have we freaking been here yeah. and he's like you don't make it past this helicopter ride yeah. and that's the part that's weird too like he's established a billion different ways to do whatever and then all of a sudden they can't make it past this one area but why did he go there to begin with the why reason is the helicopter important? that that's not a con to me is that the time that he finally gets to the place is when he realizes the only way to get through the day and achieve what he thinks is his goal is to not save her. Exactly. Right. So he doesn't even go, like when he goes to introduce himself to her, he's like, Oh, my bad. My <laughs> like bad. I just yeah. happened to walk into your training program. And But uh, I think a cool thing no, about that yeah. is when like she talks about that guy she was with dying that many times that he experienced what she experienced in that moment. Because yeah. he remembers mm-hmm. her telling like, I can't, like, the amount of times I've seen him die, like, I couldn't, couldn't do, do it that anymore. again. But then, how many times has he seen her die? Yeah. At the, to they that make time? a point of showing you yeah. 
an entire timeline yeah. of her dying and him reacting to it. Yeah. And you realize that he's trying to keep her alive because he's become attached to her. Exactly. And But no matter what he does, he can't save her. He has to <laughs> yeah, come yeah. to that conclusion to, to then move on, which is the same conclusion she had to make mm-hmm. in order to win that battle of, like, yeah. Verdun. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just to bring it back. <laughs> to bring it back to the con. You didn't like didn't them getting like, the minivan. I just didn't like the, the fact that they got in. And look, Wit, you know how you and I reach for cons. <laughs> I'm reaching here, but this is just one moment that, that I just didn't like. That but, is a valid point. And, and I think when I mentioned before, like them running in mech suits, we've seen six movies of Tom Cruise running magnificently. <laughs> and even when he breaks his ankle, he still runs fantastically. Right. But then you see him running full sprint in this mech suit just looks dun, stupid. Dun, dun, yeah. yeah. Like, and they did... I know he can run so much better than that. And they did well, actually make suits. Yeah. It, it was almost like the suit from Batman and Robin for Mr. Freeze. It reminded me more like, like the suit from uh, Avatar. Yeah. It's a little smaller. Right? Yeah. Where it's but like... like yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's heavy. It's an exosuit. You know, it's no matter what you do, it's heavy. Yeah, and or the ones from uh, Matrix Reloaded, really, or even Elysium, where they get them like drilled into their oh, arm bones. That's, yeah. that's well, the ones from the ones from uh, I feel like they almost ripped them right out of the Matrix because they have arm machine guns that they just aren't point with their hands, and it's almost the same kind of concept where yeah. they're like the ammo is in their back and all that shenanigans, or ammo's around in shenanigans, but. Yeah, I mean, but they did make them a semi-practical, or at least to the point yeah. where they could walk in them. But I, I think you're right. When they get to the point where it's like you're running, and you're jumping, and you're flipping, it's like... Battery lasting a day? That's also weird. Well, he asked for an extra battery later. Yeah, he yeah. needed to. <laughs> but, like, yeah. how <laughs> much is stopped while he was in it. <laughs> how much is the suit doing, and how much is the person doing? So I think that is what you're trying to say. It's like, once you get to the point where they're doing stuff that the suit is making them do it... Yeah. It has to be taken over by CGI or cables. And yeah. It yeah. looks a little weird. Bulky. Like I said, reaching for things, we have a hard time with this, <laughs> but I feel like I have to find something. So I'm going to go give you a little more time. Oh, okay. I, have I, I appreciate that because you know I need all the time. <laughs> so you mentioned in the world. reaching. I, while listening to you, reminded, my, reminded of the two that actually stuck out of my head in the movie last night. One of them is the aliens, right? Like, they're just not consistent enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the trailer one. Just to start with that one. There's, what, two in that one? Inside of that camper? Well, and they're, she's, like, under the ground. They come up and they grab the camper and drag... Because he's... No, ten- one of them's inside and, like, blows yeah. out of it while they're driving. That's what took me out I just, in my head because I was like, she was just whipping that thing everywhere. And all of a sudden it's like, let's wait till we're on a straightaway before I jump out. Like yeah. the aliens should have been woken up at that point. And then all of the ones buried in the, uh, he says there's some buried in the field. There's one in the helicopter that wakes up or near the helicopter. 20 the ground, yards away. Which isn't. And when you look at it, it doesn't look 20 yards away. It looks 10 feet away. Yeah. And also they're talking a lot. Well, these aliens waiting for motors to wake up for? Is that what they're hearing? Like, it's kind of not consistent enough. And then, like, they when they are on the battlefield, are just, like, transformery, teleporting, just all over the place, mm-hmm. coming out of the ground. Like, they kind of aren't... I don't know. It just it just seems like they could be a little more... I don't know how the word to I describe feel like, it. They kind of like, remind me of, the, again, Matrix, like, the Sentinels. They just... 
Yeah. Freaking arrives, swarm, and it's like, how are they even killing any of these? They're so quick and just like tentacly and inspired. Like, yeah, I can see that, especially towards. But then the all of a sudden they get badass and like dead, 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 dead. He kills one with an axe. Just like exactly. And well, and they call like an hour ago. They call them like mimics because what they're doing is they know when you're going to move because they have that time manipulation. Right. So, but then also that's not super also, clear if he has taken it and they know that's happened because he's got an alpha blood. How are they still using it or they're still being able to use it, but they can sense him and that's how they're finding him. Well, they try and explain it to the point where it's like, he's gotten the power so he can control the day, but how many alphas are there? Right. Not many. So, He's, He's only, only controlling, really, I think, that portion of something the day. like four or five or something, a small number of alphas. The other ones, I don't know what they even well, call they the Well, they use like some ones. perfect ratio. The blue one was the like, well, it was like one in every like 600 million. Yeah. Right. And then they were talking about how the Omega sent like a fake vision to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever done. And then he was really in the Louvre. And then the alphas. He was trying to use that tech where he like stabs the alpha with the, the sensor and then they can then find the omega. And she's like, we don't need one. We got one. And he, she points to him and it's like stab it in your thigh and then you connects yeah. to the omega. And I'm thinking like, if the omega is already sending him fake like like visions and stuff, he kind of can track them, like connect it in some level. Why aren't, he, why aren't they just constantly following him? Why are they waiting in the outside of this building underground? For a helicopter to go yeah, off well, when he's the way sitting that, on top of them almost. Well, the way that I was looking at it was like, you know, those tentacles in the Omega. I fi- I figured in my mind that those tentacles are reaching out to different alphas. Like an antenna. Like an antenna. And he has taken over one of those. So he right. understand like, that's why he's the only one that understands it. He's not going back into the Alpha Omega brain. Right. And communicating but with again, all the other But again, he's not the first alphas. one to have experienced this. She went through it. Mm-hmm. Right. And had similar visions, but didn't get as far as him mm-hmm. before she lost and got a But we also don't reason. know how long it takes that thing to realize which one of those strands has been compromised. It sounds like a like a fail on the nailing spar. It takes way too fucking long. <laughs> like, we're talking thousands of well, the, math years. One thing years. to think about is the fact that the, thing, the day has reset. Like, when he kills that alpha... It's reset, and that thing is no longer dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they're adding to it. So how do right. you... Yeah, also, so, almost so that's one thing. It's like, normally, if, if something dies and takes its place, it's pretty obvious. But yeah. when that thing is no longer dead, and now you're like, oh, what is this new little thing that is just... I mm-hmm. sense it out there. It's a, little, it's a little unclear how the rules yeah. are. Which, again, would fit into a sequel if they were like to explain well, more I mean, or a prequel where you're like oh they mm-hmm. you know she learned a thing and then, then she forgot the thing and then you know whatever well, I mean Somebody the said. rules you mentioned that's kind of like plays into the ending and why it yeah. was a little confusing you're yeah. like but anyways but my other just so I can get this out of the way okay. she kills him an awful lot <laughs> in front of other people and no one gives a shit well because he well, resets it no well that's the thing like like, does it reset for everyone around, like, that moment when she just blows his brains out? Or do they continue their day until their day ends and then it resets? Oh. Because she's, like, in the middle of, well, there's a literally an audience of, like, dudes that are, like, in awe Watching her. him train. Because when he shows up, away with his, when like, he first he walks in to see leg. her, every this is probably every single time, right? Every time he walks in to introduce himself to her, there's a entire group of dudes that are, like, you're about to go up to the full metal bitch. <laughs> and they're, like, kind of protective of her. 
and he kind of wanders in and she has an engaging conversation with him. They're all watching that whole time. And when obviously during training, they're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to leave them alone. No, they're just like still like, who is this guy? What's yeah. going on? And there's often times when he's like clang and she's like, poof. And everyone's like, that's fine. <laughs> like, well, she again, feels like really she can get away with anything she wants because she's so good and, and established herself. And as we an don't know because, soldier. I mean, it's resetting for Tom Cruise's character as Cage. Right. So it's like, it's almost like the end game conversation. It's like, well, how many different timelines have been yeah. created? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you know, And those just keep going. But with and her. And he just goes back into the beginning of the day from the same timeline or what? But with her, she, on her side of things, it's like she's been through this. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Right. And she I'm realizes. just saying in front of other people. Yeah. There's murder happening without <laughs> other like, aliens, and they don't know the plot. Through, she's like, they don't know what's I going really on, and she's just 86 in him. And, and they, like the part where she just points the gun at him, and they talk first before he's like, "Wait, wait, don't kill me yet!" And everyone's just like, is "She, she's gonna shoot that guy." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not okay with that. this. I'm not going into that arena with those big metal fake <laughs> right. minute things. You do whatever you want. We're in the middle of a training, and she just blowing some guy's brain out. <laughs> That's fine. That happens every day. But um, <laughs> so I guess. One of my cons, I have like, again, like two little half cons. Um, I know why they did it this way because they had to have that third act of the movie where he loses the power and mm-hmm. then it's like, you're on a one off now. You yeah. have to do this the first try. But once he figures out where the thing is and he's got the thing in his leg, like, why didn't she just stop the car and shoot him and be like, all right. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, pop in and tell me that it's in Paris and we'll yeah. go from there. Yeah. But they had to do that in order <laughs> that to That was a that smart suspense. move. I, I, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I was like, why are they spending... Like, as soon as they find out where it is and it's not Verdun, let's shift gears. Yeah. Reset. Start but, from scratch. Well, because that's the thing. She did it. She did it like that way before when they walked out. When they get know, on the steps they, and they're like, they we're they about to get arrested. I'm going to shoot them. Sorry, bro. Yeah. But then they get in the car... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the way that I can allow myself to be okay with it is they're in a high speed chase. It's the first time she's done it. You know, she doesn't know how far they get. Yeah, so maybe she's just focusing on driving the car and doesn't link together really quickly like we do while watching it because we've seen everything that's unfolded. Yeah, yeah. and so that's when I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Same thing with getting the minivan. It's like, well, she hasn't taken the minivan before. Maybe he hasn't said the right words to get her to be like, yeah. if I don't get this trailer off, we'll never make it, you know. And he's trying to find ways of not... He doesn't really want to just push her all the time. He wants to have that relationship with her. Yeah. yeah. So that's, again, that's his Achilles heel, is that he wants to keep her alive and he wants to keep her safe. So he's trying to baby her a little bit. And she keeps on telling him, like, no, just be more specific. Be better. And yeah. tell me exactly how many steps to take. Right. And... I guess my other little mini baby con is that he had not made Rogue Nation before this. So I don't know if he could hold his breath for six minutes mm-hmm. at this point. But right. it's, it's one of those classic scenes where they go underwater and people joke about it on Facebook and like Twitter. They're like, oh, I mean, I try and hold my breath in movies when the character goes underwater and you never could make it as far as these characters. Yeah, actually. no. But then I'm like, well, in Rogue Nation, he made it. Because <laughs> he learned how to hold his breath for he was six training. minutes. Yeah. And he's uh, Ethan Hunt, so fuck off. And he <laughs> also didn't in this really... Movie, in this movie, he's a loser. <laughs> for the record, he didn't really make it. She had to bring him back. He died. 
Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like he, got luck, he got lucky that the, the grenades fall I mean, into the thing he's it, trying to blow. Well, no, I meant in Rogue Nation, like he passes out. Oh, oh yeah, he makes it to six minutes. The timer goes off. Yeah, he but makes he did it. Not get out of there. Going, whew, mailed it. He was like dead, and she's like, <laughs> please come yes. back. Please come back. Yeah. You got more movies to make, Tom. <laughs> yeah, so six minutes is almost. It's not a thing. Yeah. So those are my cons. It also feels I like he knows where from. it is, but the vision is so quick that it's like. He literally just kind of goes into the loop, and then there's the Omega, and you're like... He's like, it's underground. I think it's underwater. Right. And then he can't reset at that point. He knows he's Mm -hmm. this is a one-way trip. But it also... He just knew to get under the loop. I feel like they, just because it's a movie, they have to just give us snippets of the thing. Because when he had that first vision, I feel like he just knew more clearly what he was seeing. Were as in the Louvre. Maybe if he's closer like, to it, he could sense it physically. Can feel it, maybe. But I'm just saying, got a gravitational pull going. He's yeah. he's probably seeing more than we're seeing. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking like the first ones were false. He figured that out, and then he sees the Louvre one. But I think if he's part of, well, he lost the thing anyway, so he probably wouldn't be part of it anymore. I was also thinking he if even there's mentions that if he, there's like, an alpha feel in, that he doesn't on that field, yeah. right? That he got killed by originally? Is that one still on the field? What if that's the one the that's beach? like hunting him down in the uh, maybe the original chamber? I mean, it well, like sense. another thought would be why didn't they try to get that alpha and give her like a grenade and go give it a hug? Well, and then you, she has the power. Because you can know they that, both that have alpha. It? Can you have it at the same time as someone else? I, I do I wonder know. if that's one of those things like where that alpha is like reliving the day because they're. At some Eventually. point, they understand it, so maybe that's how they finally figured out. Like they who know had that it. you know, it's they like, have. Yeah. well, there's this one guy that was there this one time, and now he's not there. Yeah. But it, how long did it take him to take that alpha to realize that one person that got well, me with the mind? Is they look so similar that you can't tell between the alphas. Like if there's four different ones or it's the same asshole that shows up at because that one shows up if we're done be like ha ha make us not here asshole like and tries to kill him <laughs> gotcha so I wonder if because again I when I first went to rewatch it I couldn't remember what the rules were and I was wondering if sh- she lost it because he got it and yeah. they can only have it one at a time mm-hmm. but she says she lost it right before that well she lost she got it a blood transfusion yeah because she got and that's sh- how he lost it so then I'm thinking well that shot. changes the rule yeah, yeah. she got Hurt on the field, and yeah, then they, and she then passed out, lost too much blood, woke up, and she didn't have it, and she lost mm-hmm. it. And he sensed he lost it, too, after his blood mm-hmm. transfusion in the car yeah. accident. So I'm thinking, okay, well, they got rid of the idea that one of them can have it at the same time. Like, it's only one person at a time. Yeah, theoretically, so they could, I guess Theoretically, they both could, get it. Could. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> right. Seriously. Gosh. Because they also left it in the thing that there's a bunch of other... They just got this one section, but there's more of them. Yeah. Well, one thing when you said, like... Is that the same alpha that is in the beginning that he kills and the end? But it's and like you never see another one of those alphas on the battlefield at the beach ever again. Yeah, that's so what I was saying. I wasn't. Like, I, wasn't okay, I couldn't remember this now. This guy that knows this if one. he goes to the beach, there's a chance he's going to die. So he's just going to chill and hang back. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you never, you don't ever see. Or he's involved one again until that alpha he knows. is also doing different things in the timeline. He's. Probably trying different. He's paths. probably just murdered a bunch yeah. of other humans. <laughs> by the time he the gets the to the point where Tom Cruise hole. is supposed to be there, Damn. 
Tom Cruise isn't there because he's doing off doing his own thing. So that alpha, but they're always they're ambushing. They're always ahead of him. Like at the Verdun, even though it's a head fake, fake vision, they're still there when he gets there to try to kill him. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. To sort of be like, oh, and then he gets and looks down the hall and he's like, damn it, he's not here. We (laughs) fucked that up. Well, they are superior. And and I know this is just last little bit of tangent, and we can go in the next section. But (laughs) one thing I was thinking of is when you were talking about how do these mimics not know that he's there or whatever. I think it's based on like the alpha knowing. Mm-hmm. And then they just report to what the alpha does, right? Like says and tells mm-hmm. them. Yeah, to do. I mean, they, it kind so of makes sense that they're kind of sort of, of the things, like, literally they a have a brigade system just back. like the military does, where generals know shit, but yeah. they don't tell everything to the next, and then it's like the you know the officer, or whatever. There's a hierarchy for sure. And they have different powers or, or responsibilities or whatever the frig. Yeah, but I just wish there were, when I would like as my con for the aliens, I wish there was some sort of identification so we could be clear: this is one and this is another, this is another. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I think they they stated that by saying like the rarity of seeing these alphas that it's there's like one in how many hundreds million, of millions yeah. of mimics that right. Well, like, who said that? Was it that? Was it the scientist dude? I can't remember who yeah. said that. Okay, because yeah. he's like the only one who knows really. Because he was like, "Oh, I'm learning stuff," and they're like, "Give me that," and they just put that in the safe. <laughs> and I was like, "That seems pretty dumb." Like, why is this well, in a safe if it's crazy. not a functional thing? Like, why don't you just throw it in the trash? Well, we also find out that Emily Blunt's character had been dissected. Yeah. <laughs> and she, while she was alive. Right. It's like, yikes. So, I'm going to go ahead and just segue into our bourbon. Maybe my water now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely have water. Super tasty. I gave you the giant ice cube. <laughs> it's just been diluting your bourbon. Yours is slowly. really amber and mine's almost watercolor. Well, mine has no ice because I like it neat a lot. I like it neat too, but it just pours mine over ice anyways. Well, if you want the neat one next time, speak up. Okay. <laughs> it's so hot in here. I need the ice. <laughs> All right. Let's get into what is this bourbon? Yes, Ryan. You brought the bourbon again. This is bourbon. Um, it's alcohol. That's it. We're done. It's tasty. We're good. What so, is, like, is there right. a name on this? Next up oh, is going to be called. Is Rick going to read it? Don't make website. me read it. <laughs> We're going to take a picture of it, put it on our Instagram. But it's actually, actually, do give me that bottle now. I'm interested. Fine. You no. do the research. Rick's on the side, dude. It fits right in Is it Wathens or Wathens? We're going to go with Wathens. Wathens sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. So it's Wavens, and it's a single barrel. Mm-hmm. I love the single barrels. It's and personally small selected. Pa- I means. personally selected it. Did you write it in script on the bottle when you personally selected it? No. Okay. <laughs> Not even close. So, how do we think this compares to some of the other bourbons that we've done? I mean, I'm a huge fan. Um, every time I've had it, I've had it three or four times. Love that every time. It's really good, smooth. Um, there's still a lot of flavor where I feel like some bourbons that are really smooth, they're just a little flavorless. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I like the sound of cool things. <laughs> I like the sound of the cork pop. Yeah. I thought it was a screw top at first, and I was like, oh, there's a cork. This I think it's cool. it's closer to like it a Four Roses than it yeah. is to like a Buffalo Trace. Yeah. It smells like a Four Roses. Because I think the only ones that we've all done together has been Four Roses, 
Buffalo Trace, and then we had that whiskey. <laughs> that really pissed me oh, off. That pissed me <laughs> off so bad. But it was really good. Hilarious. I mean, it was a um, Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden's. Yeah. Rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we also established It was that a momentarily piss off, because you tasted it, you are like, mmm. I know. Oh, this is good. You didn't piss what me off this? until you told me it Turn was a whiskey. my frown. I was just like, nope. So no, down. it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. And the then first, every the first episode back after having a kid, yeah. I bring a whiskey and whiskey. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> abrupt. But like I mean, this baby gift for good reasons. It was a gift for having a kid, and uh, which like, no, I don't give it, a shit. It's whiskey. But <laughs> we did we did establish that all bourbons at least start off yes. as some kind of whiskey, or even I mean, they are classified that, yes. as <laughs> bourbon whiskeys. So yeah, whiskey is welcome on this podcast. Yeah, whiskey's cool. Anytime, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to just sit there and be like, can I just do a live die repeat of this and re-record episode two? <laughs> all, the, all the Facebook and stuff is done now. We can't change it to whiskey. <laughs> we can't change it. The title is bourbon. It's not brown water, Ryan. Whiskey's <laughs> still brown. Yeah, I know. They are like, made the we same. We change it to brown water. I was like, mm, one brown mm, water. Nope. nope. <laughs> nope. Sounds so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're all made very similarly when they it all involves the aging and yeah. the levels of the grains that they're using and Look, types of grains. It burns a decent amount because of the single barrel. Here's the thing. They taste you didn't grain. come here to figure out how bourbon is made. You came here to get our opinions on Edge on of movies, Tomorrow. <laughs> on Edge of Tomorrow and to hear about a bourbon we're drinking. And Go a beer get later. it. If you really want to know how it's made, there's de- there's, there's probably a TV on show. Netflix. Well, it's Charles um, Medley Distillery. If you'd like to go visit, it's in Kentucky. <laughs> I know Have there's a, a whole there's a whole uh, whiskey documentary on it. Amazon Prime. Go look it up, or just go on Wikipedia because it's so always <laughs> the entire documentary is just Ryan popping up and being like. You can go to Google.com. Google. Yeah. And you can type in, right. how is bourbon made? <laughs> when I were like, let's educate. Ryan's like, educate yourself, asshole. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> look, look, I'm not trying to pass as a bourbon expert. No, no. He's like, you know what? Can we just wrap it up? I just, <laughs> just wrap up the bourbon tangent. I just like drinking it. And if they really want to yeah. know what it's like, hey. But yeah, I would There's, say you're listening to us over the internet. You can look at. I would say in comparison to the ones that I typically buy. Yeah, uh, we've mentioned it before in some prequels, maybe right. in one of our first two episodes or so. That we always like to have like a Woodford Reserve or a Buffalo Trace. Yeah, or a Four Roses, and I feel like this is really close to the way Four Roses tastes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird because that's a blend. Mm-hmm. Because Four Roses is like a blend. It's literally a blend of four different bourbons. And I feel like this could be one of those bourbons that is uh, trying to overtake the flavor profile. This one is, I would say this one's stronger. Like, there's a more of a, like a scrapey down your throat burn, which I didn't taste Mm -hmm. because you gave me a diluted one the first time. (laughs) But after I drank that and then replaced it with some fresh... It's uh, a lot more burning. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably based on the proof of it. I don't know what the Four Roses is, but this that one's is ninety four. Ninety four proof. Yeah. yeah, I think Four Roses is like more like the eighty proof range. Um, baby proof. Baby proof. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> we baby proofed our bourbon <laughs> for sure, but I, I do like this one. Yeah, a lot. it, it feels like the main flavor that Four Roses is taking, but mm-hmm. then it's diluting because it has the other blends in there yeah that it's getting other flavors that play well together but i right. feel like this is what it's going for versus something like a buffalo trace where it's like yeah it, that buffalo trace is just it's a little bit more burny 
on like the front end, yeah, like you were saying. And then this, if one, they don't do like an equal blend, the back. and there's like one standout in roses, this might be like that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Look Again, at us. Look at us. This is breaking it down. This Sorry, is, Ryan. And we're calling it. This is Wayden's Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah, there's a th in there, so delicious. Wayden's. I think it would make like a really Wayfins. good, like old fashioned or something. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, I think on, it would lend it good. On episode good six, we will be... Old for sure. I think I'd like to try that. Yeah. Episode Great. six, we will be having a blood orange Wathen's Old Fashioned. <clears throat> oh, blood orange. If I can find a blood orange. <laughs> no, we just sell blood those. and orange. I'll just get an orange and cut my finger <laughs> while I'm... Contrary to popular belief, that's <laughs> not how you do it. <laughs> mm. Yep. Extra flavor. A little it's bit of iron very, in there. It's more irony than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid bourbon, Ryan. <coughs> Thank you for bringing that in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Delicious as always. Alrighty, next up. Next up. Favorite, Favorite characters. Character. Can, I, can I go first? Are, are you going to pick one of the two main ones? <laughs> I just do. It's like planes, trains, and so automobiles I, all over I, again. It's okay, like, so I... Blood or Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to do that? Do Because there's only two main mains, right? Maybe. Yeah, and there's, there's a, a couple side of side characters that you can pick. There's like the the entire team of dudes. We should, I think, we should do like our main favorite, and then we pick like our favorite of that weird side uh, unit side characters. characters. Mm. I like that. I like it a lot. Yeah, I call that my block. You call first. So you, <laughs> we know who you call. Well, I just like, I just like her because <laughs> he already talked about it for like five. I did minutes. already talk about it already, but I I like that. Um, her character is there's so much more we don't know about her and yeah. and it and it you kind of like she like everybody respects her and she gets away with anything she wants to do at this point like there's a part where they just like oh let's get a gym and just take off and there's no like <laughs> i gotta sign something check it's out like, with no your, it's your the CEO. bitch she's gonna there's, take whatever she wants <laughs> yeah literally like everyone yeah. just like moves out of her way like she's moses part in the red sea she's like, like a whole new level of like the military like right she's like way above any commanding officer she's like i got it yeah Let literally grab my sword everyone like there's yeah <laughs> And you she's and got your like a guns. I'm gonna yeah. use my sword. She's got like a Final Fantasy like sword like cricket bat thing. <laughs> I literally wrote down like, why did she use a sword? <laughs> I mean, you start <laughs> chopping them in half in one swipe. I guess. Well, because it's weird though. Because like you're right. I was thinking about that earlier. The machine guns were like, and he tries to shoot him and stuff. And then later he's like, when he's super badass, he's just killing him with an axe. And he's like punching. Them. I guess at some point when you're so awesome, you can just use a. Like a melee weapon. Well, when I was when I was going on the IMDb trivia, it actually did touch on why she uses a sword because, like in the book, apparently it's unlimited ammo. Well, no, in the book, well, no, it is. She kept running. He's right; it is unlimited ammo. She kept running out of ammo, (laughs) right? So she had to be able to use a melee weapon, and so that's why. Well, there's by the time she became this character (sighs) and so good at fighting them, she was using a sword. Yeah, and she would be running out of bullets, and then she would be cutting them down because she right. Knew There's where they so many be. of them, right? Mm-hmm. She yeah. has to fight tons of them, mm-hmm. and she literally kills a, hundreds. And so, of them. Um, the guy who wrote World War Z, right? Max Brooks, Mel Brooks's son, right? Wrote this other book is called that, The Zombie Apocalypse <laughs> Survival Guide. Which, if you have not seen it, I thought it was a joke. My dad got it. It's funny, but it's incredibly thorough. And one of the things he talks about is in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse, don't worry about guns. 
because guns have a limited supply of ammo. Yeah. If you can't manufacture it and you can't find it a significant amount, you're going to run out. So swords, certain weapons have baseball bats theoretically unlimited ammo until they, but they all break at some point. But so he has like a whole list in order of which weapons work not best. A, not a Hotari Hanzo katana, right? Yeah, if you're going to use like fantasy <laughs> Kill Bill weapons, yeah, for sure. Nerd. <laughs> but in the wrong hands, you could break one of those by the hilt or some stupid crap. The blade will never be dull. Yeah. <laughs> but you might just snap the hilt off. Crap. <laughs> I didn't in general, use this right. It makes sense in this situation, too, because like it, 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 she asked for an extra battery. To, she's like, did you take my battery when she's like on the field? But the mech suits are only functional for a certain period of time, just like ammo runs out. Mm-hmm. When you throw billions of bullets or how many bullets they have, they always run out. So when she goes in all these scenarios and they go all over the freaking place, they got to have something to fight these monsters yeah. with, right? Just in yeah. case they run out. Yeah. They can't rely on that whole concept. You got to have backups. And she just starts out with it, which is smart. But she also <laughs> has like a super mech suit where she's got like the arm guns but also over the shoulder guns and yeah. rockets and stuff. Yeah. Which he gets too cuz he starts Yeah, which also how to use the suit. They didn't explain that cuz I don't think every suit has those, do they? Uh, they probably you... have them but it's like knowing how to use them and how to function mm-hmm. it like right. they don't have enough time to train people to use those suits to the level they need to use them. Right. He can like, barely get the safety off and start with. They don't even tell him. He can't, actually. He literally asked them a hundred times. Well, Griff, like, Griff is like, you know the safety how is? Do... He's like, no. He's like, good. And he walks yeah. away. <laughs> it's like, so they're not even training people. How to, they're just throwing bodies right. out there. Half so the, the fact that she is already the full metal bitch and badass is actually kind of a cool start off for but the fact that they don't really take that away even in the parts where she kind of has like a weak point where she keeps like i don't know it's trying too hard she knows that she's not the one with the power which kind of makes her sort of like a i guess in a way well she a has an lower. image to uphold now yeah that she's some angel of death right on the battlefield yeah. and yeah. she has to do that to encourage the army to keep going forward correct so, but she doesn't, she's not, she's aware of all of that and maintains it despite the fact that she knows that, well, she had a power no one else knew she had, right? But she also knew that she doesn't have it anymore. So when on the field they lock eyes and he says, he basically tells her that he has it. She, I'm you before. I'm you before you. Verdun. Or yeah, before Verdun or whatever. Verdun. She knows what he's saying right away yeah. because she's been pretending or looking for someone, I guess, because she already had knew, known someone with that power. So, yeah. But I think I, li- I like how they develop her character. I like how she stays all the way through. And I'm really, I think a prequel for her would be awesome. Oh, I would love a prequel oh, for her. It'd be so, so pretty, good. Pretty solid. And I think we say for later the recast, if we do a prequel, who would play the dude that she was talking about? Because you never see that guy. Hmm. Yeah, she sees die 300 times. What would you say? <laughs> The rock. rock. <laughs> Somebody you expect like, wouldn't who die. Is the biggest. Who do you want to see die three hundred times? <laughs> so the Rock. Butler. I'm about to say Gerard Butler from three hundred. Butler, dude. I would. I think Gerard Butler would be a good character. Think, he's a really versatile character. He is. He plays. And a, he's like established as a good uh, warrior. And he was like so awesome as like, Leonidas. And then you see him in like the bounty hunter. You're like, what the hell? Like, well, well then you see him in like Angel is. Has Fallen. And, yeah, and uh, um, uh, what was that? Uh, White House uh, Has Fallen or something like that. Yeah, but also the uh, 
lawful, what was it, unlawful, un, un, or law-abiding citizen. That was a solid oh movie. Gosh. And a lot of twists. We should that, that is. But, uh, Write that down. Let's do that next. Right. (laughs) Well, we can't lock it it in right now because we're going to have like eight different ideas. Well, just I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I'm on board. I would watch that four times. I freaking I love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Settled. Yeah, but I like. We'll see. Well, that's a good one because it's got a lot of cool plot twists and you don't know what's going on and and our character arcs. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I, I. Emily Blunt's pretty rock solid. And it's a very good movie for her career-wise at this time because it's so... If you were like, she might be pigeonholed and devils were proud of the chick flicks, you're like, nope. <laughs> she can <laughs> be an action hero. She and then, if I don't, I don't really think that if... I mean, yeah, she's married to, um, to John Krasinski and they're both like... If if they don't cast them as uh, Sue Storm oh, and if they Mr. don't Fantastic, use them for Fantastic Four, oh, they nice. fucked up. The love of like God. fans Physically might go upset. crazy. The love of God, just do it, please. Right. Yes, but Marvel, I'm not sure if she would have been on as believable or or like for people to picture it if they hadn't seen if she hadn't done this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Watching her do this, I'm like, yep. She yep. can do whatever the hell she wants. She could be more of a gut for whatever. You know what I mean? Like she could do any. Awesome. Well, character. then watching her in the quiet, a quiet place, place? You're like, you can have a quiet kid, place too. Shoot these things in the so shotgun good. right after labor and step through nails and all that stuff. But Ooh. speaking of John Krasinski, huge, I love him. But I go back to the office with him. But like, <laughs> how hard was it for him to watch this freaking movie with Tom Cruise opposite his wife? Real hard. So oh, maybe yeah. Krasinski should be in the prequel. That's the guy so that dies good. 300 times. Oh my he god, so well played. Too. High five. <laughs> That's a good idea because he's awesome and he would be great. Because again, and their chemistry. There's would be great off chemistry. The yeah, I was about yeah. to say that. Oh. Yeah, that'd be a good, cool call. Okay. I nailed it. I got it. You and then you're like, Crap. Who, who would you, who would like be able to, like, what up, Krasinski, <laughs> the next dude that's her interest? No one else but Tom Cruise. <laughs> if Tom Cruise would be like, she like who would, I, who would I pick? It's going to be somebody awesome. It's going to be somebody tall. <laughs> That's the one thing that she's like, she would he, I, she would never cheat on me because he's only yay big. <laughs> so much taller. He's like, Tom. I'm taller, so she's I She's going to get down his level. Right. <laughs> right, right. All right, so I'll do my favorite Wait, character. Hold on. Did his mech suit have lifts? Like next to hers. Oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> anyway, he definitely he had, had a he taller had platforms suit. he stood on. Yeah, just so be, his shoulders. His, his neck had still. If we get a lot of hate mail, it's definitely going to be from Tom Cruise. We watched a lot of his movies. A lot of compliments. We love Tom, but damn, he's going to be pissed about the lip hey, jokes. We proved that he didn't <laughs> need them for all of Mission Impossible Two. Okay, because <laughs> of the angles. Because <laughs> Simon Pegg is also short. <laughs> Mission Impossible Two. Danny mm. Newton. <laughs> Danny Newton. The was arm she, on the shoulder. You, you knew she, she was going to make an appearance. She's got a papa. But, Zip it. I'm not saying anything. Zip it long stopping. <laughs> no, my, my favorite character out of the two mains is probably also Emily Blunt. Okay. I mean, I agree with you on every level. Right. She literally is the full metal bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, she carries that role and she understands how everything goes and like she has to teach him how to use it but also she's the one that's wanting to go into battle like he keeps trying to save her and like they have three or four scenes where she's like 
I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go fly the helicopter. I volunteered to be in this war. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to be sorry that I saw this guy die 300 times. That's war. You know? Yeah. She was the serious note that kept the blood of the movie going, you know? But I wonder if she was barely functional like Tom was in the beginning. Like, uh, Cage oh, was. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. But I, but it's like... First she day been in totally, a new thing. Because he was clearly another role in the military. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious how she got into the position. I'm sure if she that, was just like a private, well, I mean, or if think, she was think about secondary it to like, like a news reporter. Think about it like with like Man of Steel, right? Superman has grown up on Earth as like adapting to his powers for a long right. period of time. Then, and he's not built to be a warrior. And then you have uh, Zod comes down, and the entire his entire existence is about being a soldier. Being a right. warrior, and like, no he gets He's there, and like people always sit there and go like, "Well, these guys like they adapt extra fast," and like it's like because he is trained. He's genetically engineered to be and engineered to thing. be like this warrior and this soldier. So he's trying to adapt quickly and learn how to use abilities and learn how to use weapons. Yeah, and I feel like her character would be similar to that where. If you had a prequel, she would have probably already been somewhat in an army or in a national guard or some yeah. kind of training to make her want to like volunteer to be in a war. Yeah. And she would get into that suit and probably ask the right questions instead of just being like, oh, where, where's this? Where's that? She probably yeah. at least knows, oh, it's a gun. There's a well, safety. That's the thing. Well, I, can, I would rather her origin be like a... A good soldier. Yeah. Well, she mentioned like at least like two or three times that she is a soldier. Trope. She's not just saying like, I'm here because I had this power and I want to fight. But she literally says the words, I'm a soldier. Mm-hmm. So right. that, that gives me that her backstory is like, she was a literally but that just could be as all these people. She right. just got this. But that doesn't establish now. that she's skilled yeah. as a private. No, it doesn't. But it, in... But I don't want them to like make her some typical. You don't want the same. But it just establishes that her purpose is to fight in the war, right? Yeah, right. I think it's because. But she she has to have have trained and gotten way better to then decide, like he did. Don't wear a helmet. Because it's a distraction. Yeah. Where is, well, use yeah. a sword because like, you run out of ammo. Like all just these like things learn because you do it so often. It's yeah. like it's a choreographed thing. Yeah, which mm-hmm. that's how you get good at it. You just repeat and do something over and over you and continue. over again. I like. I don't have to have training, but I know that if I literally run in a line at the same yeah. time, like like all the time repeatedly, I'm gonna yeah. get faster. I'm gonna get better. Yeah. Well, right. they're also thinking I'm. It's like running on a treadmill. Like if you're if you're counting. Like when I run on a treadmill, I count my steps in fours. I'm like, okay, one, two, three, four. If you're thinking I was at that pace and I got hit by a car, I got to speed it up. One, two, three, four. You know, you're learning to yeah. adapt and yeah. change. But I think you're right. Like the only reason that we would want to see a prequel is because we want to see a different story. Yeah. yeah. And a sequel. I'd be curious as her origin, and I'm curious oh, the other yeah, characters sure. that she ran into, and how she got from point A to point B. Because by t- he's she's already established as a thing when he's yeah selling the military and mm-hmm. recruiting mm-hmm. troops to show up. And did she did she get this power right in the beginning, and like just didn't find the Omega for like the entire time this like Europe got taken over? You know where did she start? Yeah, how long? Where did she, she drop in? It? Like you know because she's. 
clearly dies on that beach until he intervenes. That's the end of her story until mm-hmm. he gets the power. Yeah. Because he's standing there day one before he gets the power while he's still trying to figure out the safeties. That's when he gets the power. Yeah. By accidentally blowing up the alpha. I wrote down that and one of the first people besides the But she gets blasted right there and dies. Yeah. yeah right I, wrote, I wrote that down. I was like, one of the first people he sees die besides the people that are in his like J squad. Yeah. Is Emily Blunt like the person who's supposed to be invincible, and yeah. he's just, and he's literally just like what the shit? and she comes out with two <laughs> dudes wearing like masks who are gar- like basically her bodyguards, right? She's always mm-hmm. f- like pre followed or led and followed by two guys wearing like a skull face shields. You don't know who those guys are. You never meet them. No, but they're there and. They get screwed, and she also survives. So one, so one of those carrier falling down. One of those bodyguards is probably Ryan's favorite character. Is that your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> it's bodyguard number two. Well, no. Who's, out of those, out of the mains, who's your favorite character? Yeah. Well, if we're gonna stay on this train, <laughs> we all agree. No, I, Big Tom, do it. Paul referenced it earlier, but I just love the fact that they use the most badass character to be a woman. Mm. I just love that idea. It's like going away from the, like, we see it, like in Troy, you see it when they um, bring Achilles next to, like, their biggest fighters, the biggest man that mm-hmm. you can possibly find. Yeah. No, it's not the biggest guy that they can find. No, it's this badass chick that is, everybody worships her because she's literally the full metal bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, that is. And she what, is aggressive. Oh, to, yeah. She, like, doesn't like she figures out who he is. They start training, and she murders him oh, because she, she knows what she has to do. <laughs> and like, blank. after like the third time of Mid murdering him, complaint. she's like, "His By neck's the way, broken. If you, I'm good. If I'm you, good. could you shoot somebody whose spine is broken? Like, and they're still talking. Like, I can only feel my lips. And she's like, "Bye." <laughs> He's like, "Wait, wait, uh, oh." <laughs> so I mean, that's cool. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna take long, but I just love the fact that in this movie. She plays, and I love Emily Blunt as an actress. Like, she's fantastic. But the fact that they use her as the ultimate warrior mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. was just awesome. She's like Iron Man. Yeah, she's like this flashed is, everywhere. This is yeah. one of the first movies that I remember, Graffiti. like, the female lead being really strong. Yeah. Yeah. And I love... If I'm going to go on a mini tangent of why Tom Cruise could be my favorite character... It's probably just because I like seeing I like seeing Tom Cruise be bad at a bunch of stuff. Right. Like I like seeing him be like limping off. Like you know, like you don't understand. Like I, I can still feel my toes. Like you don't have to. He's, yeah. She's just like you gotta be kidding me. Like let's do it. Let's restart. Let's reset. Yeah. And he, I liked that version of Tom Cruise because he wasn't this perfect super spy, or he wasn't like a perfect fighter pilot, or he wasn't. Uh, really good at gambling or driving a race car or yeah. you know like or just a he great wasn't sports agent. He, was he like, wasn't a good sports. Are you just referencing all? <laughs> he of wasn't his showing him the money. <laughs> <laughs> He's a NASCAR driver. He's a sports agent or a lawyer. He's running across or America a on a horse. <laughs> or, you know, like He's a vampire. <laughs> it was just I liked seeing him in He's a, a character. That I into a sex uh, party. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Same. Paul has seen at least one more Tom Cruise movie than we have. What's our, what's our beer we're talking about? Yeah, where's the beer? But no, well, I, I like seeing 
a version of Tom Cruise that I don't think we see often. Right. Like, we don't see Tom Cruise being a the weak link. The weaker. Yeah, or weaker character. average Joe. The yeah. anti-hero, yeah. Yeah, so that's my little mini tangent about why I could have picked Tom. One little tangent I want to add about Tom. I like the part where he goes to the bar. Because yeah. you see him give up. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I don't know yeah. how to fucking He's like, this. I'm usually long dead And he's already re- recognized that by doing this, he can get better and stronger and faster and be ahead of stuff and like change mm-hmm. stuff. But he's also, he's just like, I don't know how to do this. I can't. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh, Bill Murray's like when he just gets like the Lincoln, like Cadillac and he's got like the weird <laughs> hat. And he's like, he's just doing different shit. Because he's just like, I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. Because he was like, Trying to woo, what's her name, and then he gave up, and he did some other shit for a while. Then he figures out how to woo. He her. starts kidnapping the go, the groundhog. Yeah, <laughs> he just it's like, yeah, don't drive angry. angry. <laughs> like he's just driving with the goat with the yeah. The, he's like, I'm gonna close my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to see the groundhog. Why don't we just say gopher? It's called Groundhog Day. Like, I, st- I started to say <laughs> you gopher. You said it, and I agreed. And then I said groundhog, <laughs> and then like you yawning. agreed with gopher. <laughs> and Ryan was like. Yeah. Like, Sounds about yeah. right. Look like a beaver to me. <laughs> but yeah, but I, <laughs> but I like that it was a side tangent where he kind of like is exhausted. Yeah. And he's like, there was an opportunity. Because all of us would probably go through that where we're, if we had, we're in that situation. Who knows how many times he's actually Because you go freaking insane. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was nice. It was cool. So what about a side character or a favorite scene? Uh, probably the sergeant. Is, is Bill Paxton? Guy? Are you talking about Bill? Bill Paxton? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> He's awesome. I wrote him down at the top of my list. I was like, Bill Paxton. Is he the side character? The- Science Hill, Kentucky. Why is that called Science Hill? Don't know. Never learn. Don't care. Never ask. Don't care. He literally was like, are you from America? I was like, no, sir. I'm from Kentucky. Kentucky. You're like, I love this character. Like <laughs> so good. What can I do for you, sir? Can I carry those for you? <laughs> it's like totally like like just an lures him in, and then he's like, "We're not going to the phone, are we?" No, <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. He's a good side character. Oh yeah, great. And I think that goes into one of the favorite scenes for me is like I like seeing that character because that's the first character that comes into the main restart of the scene besides the other guy that's giving him uh, his boots and like yeah. new uniform. And you see Bill Paxton, how his character is reacting the same, but different. So he's like, I have a list of things that I want to say to you that I'm going to be a total dick. Yeah. And at the same time, it's going to be giving you the information you need to the point where Tom Cruise like interrupts him. And he's like, where was I? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you said something about like, you know, the... The battle of glory, the glorious blood on the battlefield. He's like, all right, and then he goes right back into the thing, and then yeah. he's not they like even slave. get into the J Squad bunk, and he's just like, how do I get back to the thing I wanted to say? <laughs> so I like that about his character a lot. He almost feels point. like a like a record that is on repeat, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he keeps kind of like kicking it and skips, but then it goes right back to where it was supposed to be, and yeah. like, yeah. but you can see him like. Trying to be like a robot on loop, and he keeps getting like, "I'm gonna keep doing this," even though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked that a lot. So I I would have to agree with Ryan. That that's probably my my favorite side character. He's great. But he was so good, and it makes me so sad that he passed away. Because if they made a sequel, they could totally have that character show back up. Yeah, it was super sad when he passed. <laughs> and be back in there, but he has so many good characters. If I had to go on 
another level of picking favorites, I would actually say that almost the entire J squad is probably my favorite. Favorite? That's a whole team. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just pick the guy that never talks. (laughs) You're like the sergeant, and then like six people. (laughs) Like, really likes the guy that's wearing the jock strap in his suit. Yeah. Sad that he dies. <laughs> he literally Hard. goes balls to the wall. Yeah, he's like, you fight balls out. Literally. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. He doesn't fight balls out. <laughs> yeah, he protects the balls. Yeah. But everything else is out. Well, I, if there was, I remember like watching this movie, when we rewatched it, I was thinking like, okay, what are those side characters? Like the J-Squad, like the guy Griff stick out, stuck out to me. Yeah. And I actually remember after finishing and being bummed that he wasn't like, more involved in the film like a more like of a character because he's like you see like he kind of leads to where he's going to help him or he's going to like teach him how to use the gun like one of these times he's, he's gonna, at least he's gonna actually show him where the, the safety is yeah like he kind of seems smarter than everyone else on that yeah. squad like he's more put together and he's kind of more i don't know intelligent he's, he's kind of like he kind of reminds me like if he was put into the mission movies. He'd be like Simon Pegg's character, like the guy behind the computer guy, or the tech guy. You know, he's not. He's not being raised. He's not. No, he's like the Australian Nobody's guy. Being <laughs> if being <laughs> was like, in this movie, he's the Australian guy from episode two. There you go. Nailed it. He has an accent. But at the end of the day, like I remember being bummed that he didn't get more. Like I don't know. He got enough scenes more to where you character, under- more of an arc. He got enough killed him to- in like the Paris scene. I'm like, damn, I wasted his. Yeah, ass? but you yeah. understand why Tom Cruise picks him to be the person that he tells the whole like scenario. He's like, I'm going to keep talking yeah. to you until you understand right. it because you're the only person in this entire exactly. squad that will eventually believe me and then go tell everyone else. Yeah, nobody yeah. else. And everyone you're going to like a like a. Type and, A and he's gung-ho a semi-leader of that squad too. Like he's yeah. the person that's like he knows everybody on that team and he knows enough about. Well, he's them, the only so. one who takes the time to put him in the mech suit. He doesn't tell him the safety, exactly. but he looks like all right. I gotta hurry up. I gotta get in my own suit. Yeah, like, Whereas everyone else is just in their shit and not a, and not giving a crap. Maybe he was forced by the sergeant to do it, but either way, he does it. So yeah. But I liked his character of the J Squad so that's, the most. So, <laughs> all the J Squad. They were all little yeah. mini side characters. Even the guy that looks that like uh, really well. Jaws from from uh, Double o, like, from James Bond. The guy that never talks. Never talk. He's like he. He's like he doesn't talk much. He, he, he doesn't talk much. <laughs> he just looks he doesn't up talk his, at all. Just grin. He has like two lines the entire movie, and it's like, huh? Yeah. That a good pot. Was that a beer that's pot? Great. Ooh. Ooh, three in a row? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go so we right into one. the beer tangent. So I picked Firemaker Perfect Match India Pale Ale. It has a graham cracker after Yes. And I thought, it's funny you say that because I had that thought and I was like, <laughs> it's the color on the side of this can reminds me of something and you're like, graham cracker, like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. like, there's fire there's hops graham cracker it's like if a dragon just spit graham cracker in your face and you ate it <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it needs the toasted marshmallow and the chocolate right which is weird though because it says citrus pine floral I don't really taste citrus at all it is graham cracker <laughs> that, must be the the that must be the floral hand <laughs> floral the it's like drinking just a, it's like a flower IPA. on a graham cracker 
like drinking an IPA, but you're eating graham crackers at the same time. So uh, I don't I feel ask like this I question. could breathe fire. <laughs> this is a Georgia. I didn't even. I never even heard of this brewery. Mm-hmm. I haven't either. I was Georgia born, so I was literally looking at it like the legit. local craft section, and I just saw the label with the dragon on it, and I was like, "Okay, the- you got my attention." That's all. It was a IPA, and I was like, "You, you definitely have definitely my have my attention." <laughs> then I like turned the label around, and it like has almost like a little baseball card on it, where it's like yeah. the color of this beer that you're color never going to see. Like, you saw Georgia born, and then you saw this baseball card thing. You're like, "I'm so." I'm sold. <laughs> well, Must I mean, they had good marketing for sure. Yeah, I. I mean, it's a good IPA. It's. I mean, to compare it to the ones we've had before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked a little bit about Hopsecutioner is one of my favorites, and it's just a standard IPA. Like, yeah, Hopsecutioner is not adding any citrus. It's not adding pine. It's not, not adding anything to it. It's literally just fucking hops around in your face hops. <laughs> but a graham cracker aftertaste that was a good pull yeah dude this would go great with some s'mores and a fire it would go awesome so we're gonna do a bonfire hence fire maker so we're gonna do rain of fire next and we're gonna drink this beer while we have s'mores <laughs> nice <laughs> you ever seen rain of fire <laughs> oh no I've seen it I'm just wondering why that's the movie Bro, there's a dragon I'm not going to watch eight seasons of Game of Thrones. There's and drink so this many picture. dragon right. movies, though. Yeah, so we're going to do right like dragon go straight into There's all a Hobbit of movie? Uh, Christian Bale or all of, um, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey? McConaughey? Yeah. Mm. So that we go one of two directions. That was the first movie that like I saw Matthew McConaughey in, and I was like, I don't really recognize this guy because he was like shaved bald head. I was like, yeah, who is this guy? Because he wasn't like a laid back chill character. And then finally, like you realize who he is and then you watch it again. You're like, oh yeah, it's Matthew. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I missed it. He threw like a He wasn't all- driving a Lincoln. He had a couple all rights in there. He didn't catch. <laughs> he had been driving a Lincoln. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> right up the dragon's throat. <laughs> These dragons keep getting older. <laughs> Stay in the siege. Wait, is that how... Oh wait! You messed that one up. <laughs> no, no, the dragons. They He's age. like, I keep getting older. These dragons keep staying the same. Age. No, Matthew Connie doesn't age. That's a, the, the the real life version of him. <sighs> That's a fact. I got you. <laughs> I got you now. I'm following. <laughs> so to bring it back to the beer, <laughs> it's good. That's weird. It's good stuff. It is good. I mean the the graham crackery aftertaste does not throw me off unless no. I'm literally trying to sip it and if I hated it. graham crackers I might throw this but I enjoy graham crackers but so I good. do love gra- I could go for some graham crackers <laughs> wait do you have graham crackers I have like three boxes of graham crackers down in the house so if you want me to go off mic and go get you graham crackers I could there's a pause <laughs> button <laughs> could be worth it <laughs> just here crunching well, in the let's mic. get through reboot reboot <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> We could just finish the episode, and then while we edit, we can... I feel like we've already rebooted, recasted already, or at least pre-booted, we didn't, recasted. We, didn't, we pre-booted and pre-cast, but we didn't uh, sequel cast. So before thing. we go into I that, don't think, I don't think, and this is just my opinion, most of Tom Cruise movies, I don't think you can recast it without Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's too much of a this one's continual not, A-list one's, star. This one I could see other actors doing. I could, but... Mission Impossible, no, but this one... And this one, like, sort of feels like a... I don't know, if you, like, saw Ethan Hunt 
in like high school. <laughs> then like saw him turn into the. For, it's like sort of his whole arc. I feel like this would be a really good movie for like a Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Mm. No, I think. Mm. Tom Hardy, uh, like, like rock and roller size. Tom yeah. Hardy. Yeah, like before, yeah, yeah. like Inception. right around Inception. You know. Yeah. Like I feel like this could not be not Bane good, Hardy, especially yeah. because a lot not Warrior of, Hardy. No. Looks like the same Hardy. Because <laughs> that's the. Beast mode. No, wait. One of them was in bulk. One of them is in cut. <laughs> one of them was bulking up. One of them was cutting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both militant. They, they were both <laughs> larger than life. One of them ripped like a door off a Humvee. Is that the warrior one? <laughs> uh, no, they broke. And then broke, one broke Batman's back. <laughs> one of them literally broke. Both I was watching hard. that movie <laughs> earlier today and I was like, I guess I can't watch this whole thing because I'm going to want to do this for the podcast. <laughs> you can go in a hearty uh, direction too if you ever wanted to. But yeah, so like if, if I was going to recast, we had a lot of good movies. We want to watch all their movies in a row. Write that down, Whit. Write things down. Secretary. Yeah, I'm writing. <laughs> That's your job. Write I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so like I, I felt like it would be a good fit for somebody like a Tom Hardy six years ago. Yeah. You know, you well, think he doesn't exist now, so we got to make characters like it... that are functional now. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Like a Zac Efron might pull it off. <laughs> I feel like we mentioned Zach Efron we do. for everything. He's that I mean, dude, after watching his like if you last couple a, movies and like his little Netflix thing, dude, if, that guy can he's not too big. No. Like he's if like you a good take size out where he can pull off a lot musical, of different roles still. If you just cut out those three movies of his career, high school musical one, two, and three. Well, I'm just thinking like he's cocky enough actor. to be able oh, to pull no, off I, the character from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And Skilled enough to pull off the end of the, uh, but uh, you know, my one problem is I don't think he's believable as like a. I mean, in the beginning, he looked the character like Tom Cruise's character looked wimpy. He's like weak, mm-hmm. wimpy guy. Well, he's in just like I don't, military. I don't think Zac Efron portrays a weak, wimpy kind of character. Well, I mean, you what guys, about, what about Simon Pegg? This is <laughs> Simon. Hey. Maybe. Hmm? Maybe just stay in the Mission Impossible family. All right, Ving Rhames is gonna. What about Jeremy Renner? Henry Cavill, (laughs) Hurt Locker, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I don't. Well, if you were to like, if let's say Jeremy Renner and Tom Cruise were like twenty freaking years apart, and this one was made, and this was they made a reboot of it, (laughs) I don't think I'd like the Renner version as much as I like the Tom. It wouldn't be better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, I like the stuff that Tom Cruise does in the movie, like without even saying words. Right. Like the entire last like he's, six minutes he of this like movie. Feels like he's channeling like his Top Gun character, right? Where he's like kind of cocky in the I, wrong way, like too much in the beginning, I, and then he he recognizes that and kind of becomes more of a hero at the end. You know, that's kind of what I feel like he does. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind it of just reminds me a little bit more water. of like Ghost Protocol because I think this came out. About four years apart, because Ghost Protocol was like right at 2010. He had gotten to that point where, like in Ghost Protocol, he was having scenes where he wasn't even saying anything, and he was doing all the acting with just like his eyes and like a slow head nod or something. So, like when this movie finally ends, close eleven. It was filmed in 2010. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this one might have been filmed then. <laughs> And shit, and humans are just always going to have to come out. That's been felt like, what, eight years ago? <laughs> yeah, new means. We'll get there. Well, Rogue Nation, uh, just not to dissuade or derail you, 2015, so right just after this movie okay. released. So, so in close. between 
some ghost protocol and yeah. nation. Yeah, right. <clears throat> kind of snug in the middle. But I think he does a good job at per uh, at. I'm not sure I say showing what he's feeling without having to say the words. Yeah, because yeah. like he can literally just hear a line and then react and just be like. And yeah. the way that he scoffs, it's like she's going to now realize that this guy knows, you know, what that power is, and he's the the one. But I also think <laughs> that was one of Emily Blunt's strengths in this film as well. Yeah, right. There's a part yeah, where he he's off camera getting snapped in two, and she's like, "Duck or whatever." You know, she's like, "Yeah, really." Use your eyes. He's like, "Next time," and she knows next time is she's going to kill him, and then. He's going to convince her he exists again. <laughs> you know? But <laughs> it sounds like... She's like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's like, can you just respawn? <laughs> Haven't like, you been here before? <laughs> yeah. Right. It sounds like she knows what is going on, but it's like, she's pretty good at the same thing. Like, you can read her and go, all right, she's... Yeah. And they have that kind of good chemistry with that situation. But I think I see your point with Tom. Like, he has that nonverbal <laughs> communication, I guess, acting that, that works yeah. well. It's kind of... I don't... There's only a few actors that really have that that are currently doing this. But I, yeah, and I and I don't see this being rebooted anytime soon. No, like maybe Chris Evans or something like that. Like <laughs> we also mentioned off. Evans or Hemsworth. Yeah, there's a well, there's anyone a in the MCU. Guys I don't know about Hemsworth. Well, Cumberbatch is fucking funny now. Yeah. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd would not be a bad. How idea. awesome would Paul Rudd be? He's also an unaging immortal monster. Yes. <laughs> is he Paul not Rudd. an immortal? He is and immortal. He, like he would crush that weak puny He's ass. Very good. Because like, so how good. many of you were like, how, how many of you guys were going Ant Man? Maybe. And then you watch, you're like, yes. <laughs> well, right. I remember seeing him. He pulls cast off his hilarity. Ant- I saw him cast his Ant Man. I was like, Paul Rudd is he in the MCU? Is he going to be able to like fight? <laughs> right. Because like Iron Man, like the Robert Downey Jr. gets a fucking Iron Man suit. Ant-Man just gets a trinky, growy suit, but he still has to fight in the skin-tight outfit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, how is it? How is Paul Rudd? Well, maybe. And then I was like, no, that's That is good. a great recast, though. Like, I could see uh, that. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm going to email Paul tomorrow. I'm going to email him in like a few minutes. Just like, hey, Paul Rudd, can you make... We're both in Paul. So we're in like 20 friends. years, when you still have an age, will you redo this time? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I think we agree, like... A pre-boot, we've touched on a little bit. It would be almost like a prequel. Prequel, for sure. I don't think a pre-boot would mean... I don't I think, think a pre-boot has to mean like going back in time like we did with our dodgeball I would. One. I would like this to be a trilogy. Yeah. Prequel. The live part, one, the die sequel. part, the repeat part. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it could work. And then when you get the box set, it literally just has like live, die, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing the marketing for me? Then we'll figure it out. You know what? I'm going to draw this up. I'm going to copyright it. Yeah, right. I'm going to send it to Christopher. Be like, can you get involved with the sequel so that we can get this going? And it, it's like, I want to slice. And he's like, I got to finish mission seven and eight before I can do anything with and this. And then, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then Tom Cruise. And then Tom Cruise has to go to space right. and make a movie. He's like, I'm going to finish mission seven and eight, and then I'm going to go up into space. Film at least to Mars movie impossible. Out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eventually he's gonna make the first movie ever on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> like the for real Mars. Practical stunts. He's gonna remake it on Mars. He's gonna remake the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be really on Mars. Right. For real on Mars. <laughs> he's like, 
Suck it, Matt Damon. I went to Mars. I was there. <laughs> you can't grow potatoes. And he's like, we <laughs> I really, tried it. I we tried. Actually, we, we actually saved the real Matt Damon, who was actually weirdly on Mars <laughs> during the filming of this movie. <laughs> so it does cost billions to save Matt Damon. <laughs> Must cost billions. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about the beer. We've talked about rebooting or recasting or prequeling. It's only six years, so holds up for sure. I was going to say, last time we talked about a movie that was this fresh, was, do you think it will continue to hold up? I think it will, because there's nothing offensive in this movie, right? Like, there's a couple, like, military jokes that there's are There's a weird, lot of murder. No, I think... Yeah, but every movie will hold up. A lot of murder. Murder's not going away. People like no. murder. <laughs> there's more murder. There's a lot of podcasts <laughs> about murder. In, fact, in, like, five years, it'll be like, there wasn't enough murder in this movie. These were two more I want to see Tom Cruise get murdered more times, please. <laughs> yeah. I think the fact that the most badass character in this movie is a woman is definitely going to help Helps it. Up. Yeah, and I think it the timing was a little ahead of it like, was. It was the like the I was saying, it was one of the first but... one of the first movies that I saw that I remember thinking as much like, as it was late. The female right? lead was a was like ahead. a badass character, yeah. and again, right before Rogue, right? So a year before Ilsa's character kind of had that mantle it makes me semi wish that emily blunt was in mission impossible franchise yeah but i like rebecca but I, ferguson too i She's do great. like rebecca ferguson a lot too i so. could see rebecca ferguson playing the same role. i could see them trading if roles emily it, makes didn't. Me, it makes me pray and hope that emily blunt makes it into the mcu yes <laughs> or Storm. rebecca ferguson both of them either one of them both of them if they don't put rebecca ferguson in the, in the future like phase four or five they're stupid I could see her films. being like a good older Jean Grey if they somehow yeah. have the X Men be. <laughs> she's like, been in a bunch of other movies too. Correct the X Men movies. Like she played. She's <laughs> well, no, the X Men movies are just done. They like bookended with dark. Fingers. Well, she did. What was that movie? The Which Greatest I Showman. Don't count. She was in I Greatest Showman off of with my bookshelf. They bookended with. Blank movie title here. <laughs> okay. They're like, so we have Logan, which is amazing. That's what else the can we do? We have these <laughs> other they movies had, that aren't that If amazing. Logan hadn't been so damn good, they kind of screwed up by making Logan awesome. I love yeah. Logan, but they kind of effed themselves because it's like 16 years and then they bookended with this monster badass rated R, the, the Wolverine we've been waiting for for 16 years. Well, like, like, we're done. Before we before we bottom, oh, we're gonna throw this. We'll throw here. Phoenix garbage. Well, like into before the wind, we but... even bought a microphone and had a, like the program to record and headphones, like we had watched Logan together. Yeah, and we were like, "How should you watch these movies to where you know it's not muddled by the other movies?" And I was like, "Well, I would probably watch." Just start in with Logan. I was like, "I would probably <laughs> watch the apocalypse scene where they save Logan." Yeah, and then that, that's the most. And then oh, that's the most. And then just part cut of it off. Just be like, we're done. I how do you make that? How do you make that dumpster fire apocalypse looking version of the apocalypse? But then do a comic book flawless Wolverine exit from X. Uh, it was the. Yeah, I mean, it, it was what the, the fuck. It was if we were doing a podcast on apocalypse, which we're probably not going to because it's not rewatchable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had. It. I had the comic, I and I had the I action figure to say I did with it. that headgear and like the box and the wires and the, like he looks just like they took it out of the comic. Yeah, I'm like, how is the rest of this movie not comic accurate? What? But yeah, the so hell? I, I want to see the supercut that takes my idea. Somebody out there will put it on YouTube where it's like, yeah, that scene. This would be then a Wolverine supercut. X Men, like you have the whole X Men movie and X Two. Yeah, and then you 
pretty much get rid of X3 or Dark Phoenix, like all the stuff that's trying to actually kill pretty much Jean Grey. Or entirely. <laughs> well, you can't entirely get rid of it because it's out there. But then go go and into Mission Impossible Two is out there, but we're never we gonna can't we see can't it again. go burn <laughs> it. We don't know you know, We can't get stuff. rid of it from the entire existence of the universe. They did. But, they made a uh, movie where they erased it entirely. But watch it's a future past. Watch X Men and X Men Two, and then go Touché. ahead and jump to like the Wolverine, right? And then get rid of a little bit of the Wolverine. Like he doesn't have to fight the big mech right. suit guy. Like once he gets his powers back. You can pretty much be done, and then he's coming back to the states somehow. Like you can patch it. I'm sure it somebody could edit effort. it, and they could they could make it work. Well, and then after you watching the Days MCU, of Future Past, I think they could. I think they could redo Wolverine successfully. I have faith in this. I I'm not going to forget Hugh Jackman. He's my one of my freaking heroes, and they're not going to be able to replace his stuff. But there's so much crap around all the good stuff that. They sh- MCU, there's a couple misses here and there, but not nearly as bad, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, now they're Zach found their stride. Could. He could be a good. Wolverine. I feel like he could be a. Wolverine. I'm not against it, and I like the idea that they have a younger one. But it's it's kind of it's kind of iffy. Like, how do you? They have to really decide how old Wolverine's going to be still, and stick he, to it instead of this vague nonsense. Yeah. So we'll go and they off, need a good friggin' Sabretooth right out of the gate, so too. we'll go off on this more when we get into the Marvel stuff. Yeah, what movie we watch? Whenever, whenever, whenever they do get into recasting Wolverine, I think they need to go the same route as a Hugh Jackman where he's a little bit older. Yeah. He can sing he's, really well. <laughs> and he can sing... <laughs> He could have the musical episode of the X-Men TV show. Well, I don't think you guys heard me, but I actually referenced the Hugh Jackman uh, Greatest Showman with Rebecca Ferguson's in that. She's a singer. <laughs> Everything links. So he it's all, it's can all talk to it's Ryan and get her into the MCU. That's what but <laughs> when it, whenever they do Wolverine, like Kevin Feige, if you're listening, yes, we want... That that character is supposed Kevin to be... Kevin Feige, if you're listening, we absolutely... No, Kevin Feige is clearly listening. <laughs> we are definitely going to be at Kevin Feige every episode, <laughs> but we're just—I'm not even going to upload it to We're going to send it to his inbox. <laughs> but we're going to talk you... about Devil Wears Prada at Kevin Feige. <laughs> at Kevin Feige, please. I'm pretty sure he was a producer. <laughs> but when they do Wolverine, he's got to be an old enough actor to where you can believe that he was alive, honestly, 200 years ago or 100. You years mentioned ago. Efron. By the time they get to him. He could be after good. all the plans they have because of COVID delay. I think they he might be right in the right in the wheelhouse. He's actually I mean if you've seen his Netflix, he looks older than he looks ready. I'm very okay with that. He's more like adult. He's not a child anymore. It's clearly he's got like a I'm young thirties now, yeah. you know. And dude's freaking cut. Yeah. <laughs> and Wolverine can't look like if you look at that. <laughs> Is Ryan dating him? I don't know. I would. <laughs> Ryan's I mean, got like a teen, like a Tiger Beat poster. I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind being Zach Efron for a day. That'd be fun. Is Ryan's wife like, are we going to take this Efron poster off the ceiling someday? <laughs> no. No, no. No. Never. He's like, that is my goal poster. <laughs> but like, I think you're, to your point though, like it's perfect for that. But I think um, it needs to be like somewhere in between. Like You can't be too young. But the first X-Men, Hugh Jackman, if you look at it, he's... He he's was still kind of young. He was younger. Yeah, he's young enough. He was old enough to be able to pass off that he had seen some shit. Yes. yes so, for sure. to bring it all back, bring I'll, it I'll back. just hit that bring it back buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> to 
Edge of Tomorrow. Lift, I repeat. <laughs> we talked about, we think it's going to hold up yeah. pretty well. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's, I think, like our, uh, Ryan was saying, they, they, not to make this the feminine episode, but I think it, ep- I think it established uh, Emily Blunt's character is pretty strong, and that's not going away. That's a, that's a trend that shouldn't be reversed. I think yeah. it's, and I think MCU is already ahead of the curve with that too. So it's other other genres or franchises are going to continue that that trend. So yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, they, I mean, you see it in Endgame, and you saw it in. Um, I'm not nervous about her being a Sue Storm and being a like a side Sue Storm. I'm thinking her being an equal equal to like Mister Fantastic, like. But no, but you saw like the MCU did it to where they have those scenes where it's the all women squad of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. superheroes and fighting game, yeah. together. Yeah, and yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel is gonna probably. It didn't take seem over forced. That. It seemed comfortable, natural. Because well, they did it prior. What was the one before Endgame? Infinity War. Infinity War. Because <laughs> they did it in Infinity War just like <laughs> yeah, briefly, just with like three characters. But they've already been creating solid female characters from the get go, right? Like Black Widow. Eventually got her own like solo movie, but everyone well, wanted well, one. Eventually. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they made the thing; it's just not released. But the idea that everyone that's been watching her since Iron Man Two is gone. Where's this movie? Like yeah. Scarlet gets a movie, right? Right. And, like, and again, this was one of those movies that I was like, I like the fact that it has a strong female character and she stays strong for the entire movie. Right. She is pivotal. Ten years from now, that'll still story. be functional. It's, I think it's going to hold up really, really well. In fact, my 10 years might be like, why is Tom in this movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> guys aren't leads anymore. <laughs> my daughter's going to kick me in the teeth. <laughs> She's going to be like, Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 2020. So, I think that <laughs> I think that wraps up, or wraps it up pretty well for Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun movie. I could watch it again and again and again. Repeat. My brother-in-law Ron actually repeat. was telling me, I, I told him we were doing this episode, and he was like, hey, what's the next episode you're going to do for like your podcast recording? I was like, oh, uh, we just finished Mission Impossible, and we're going to go do uh, Edge of Tomorrow. And he was like, dude, I love that movie. He was like, me and my wife watched that movie. It was like almost like where uh, TNT has like a marathon of the movie yeah. for like three times in yeah. a row. He was like, there was a time where that movie was on every night two or three times in a row and we would pick it up in the Mm -hmm. middle and be like I'm totally okay with watching this because it's a Groundhog Day type movie he's like it doesn't matter where you pick it up it's going to fill in the it's funny because if you time it right you feel like you just started it yeah (laughs) and so he was like we would watch like half of it and then it would start over and we would just be like let's watch it again yeah (laughs) and it's fairly long but it's not boring it goes it it has a good flow to it i like that it it has a significant amount of comedy an indirect comedy right like you're laughing at someone getting crushed by a like an rv and you're like (laughs) like a truck and you're like or "Ah." rolling under a tire (laughs) he's trying to time up like a roll and and he screams like a little girl right (laughs) (laughs) it's not like it's not like a (laughs) a standard screaming what but are I like you that. Doing, boy? And then all of a sudden, there's a shift where it gets super serious. Yeah, naturally, mm-hmm. and you give a crap. There's emotional roller coastery. There's a moment where you're like, "Hey, he's like, how many? Oh, I know how much coffee or how many sugars you like in a coffee. Oh, it's no, three, no, no, no. You like three, not not just yeah." One and then two. you're at the same moment. 
that she has the look. You as an audience member have that look. Like, like, oh, he's been here. How many times have we been here? Mm -hmm. And then you go, shit, is it a thousand? (laughs) Like, we have no idea. How many? So before we go in. How is he sane right now if it's been that many? Before we go into passing our next movie that we will do an episode about, I think we should talk a little bit about why it sets up for a sequel. Like, when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, wait, like, he clearly has the power again because he went back farther to a reset to that's the part that was pinch confusing i I thought that the ending was a little bit confusing just because it went past it went went backwards and forth it's like it went forward in time because like there was this explosion that happened all the members are gone but all the people were still alive Mm -hmm. and it also happened before the invasion, before right? Before the invasion, so it's exactly. kind of like like when Iron Man kills the Chitari with the nuke, and they all just collapse. Mm-hmm. That should have happened the moment he did it in the, in in this one, like in, in tomorrow, where he like kills the Omega, it blows it up, like Ego's brain. And I Guardians, feel like, and they should have all just collapsed, but then it reset before that day even happened. So how does I, that decide? That's the. It's point? like it resets before it happens, but acknowledges that this big energy explosion happened. Right. And they still don't know why it so, happened. Yeah. The, from the news perspective and the generals. The way that I saw it. They just all died. The way that I saw it was that he killed the Omega, right? Yeah. While it was in Paris. Right. So when was the last time that the Omega existed before Paris? So all the stuff well, that happened in Verdun and... Well, um, Verdun was a red herring, right? Was he ever even in Verdun? Was well, he always in Paris? All the stuff that happened in that battle that the Omega let them win, right? So well, it got the moved. Verdun, he wasn't even there. It was about it was a bait and switch. Her, it well, was about because she had the visions of Verdun, and he had the visions of Verdun. No, and they found out it was fake through him. Not he wasn't her. in Verdun. He was just somewhere in like a dam in Germany, right? Like they didn't no, say it was actually that Verdun? was the same place. Did they? She never got there. So he showed up was. in Verdun at the Ver, at the dam, but they kind of like Verdun was the name of the battle where the where the um the beach and shit. But the, that the way out. the way that I interpreted it is that they killed the Omega when it was in Paris. Yeah. So wherever it was before Paris is why he reset at a different time. But it was just like. Twelve hours before he did. Yeah, it's not. We don't. We don't know. We don't know exactly when it got moved or. Well, we know. You know we know, bro. That thing was when, huge. It's not like that thing can move. We got the tapes to be able to tunnel underground. <laughs> well, we know when he got arrested, and that was the same like the day before, right? He gets. Yeah. He's sitting with a general, and that he lands in a helicopter, has a conversation, tries to run, well, gets tased. Right, so wakes somebody up needs to look up how long you can be knocked out from a taser to the face. Well, I get, Go watch that hangover. Was like the next morning. Taser face. <laughs> Taser, Taser face. face. Guardians of the Galaxy Thank two. God. That was Correct. such a good. good <laughs> that was that's a great scene. <laughs> and, now that, and now that and now that guy is on. This is what? us. Taser face. <laughs> and the fact that it's the dude from uh, This Is Us. So yeah, I just He's said so that. Toby. Paul. <laughs> so good. I'm just like Billy. I love that Toby is in this, and you can't tell. Toby. He's so good. Toby's but yeah. Best. So. I think that's why it says up for sequel. It's like it's gotten to this point where he clearly absorbed the power again and was able to go back in time. So does yeah. he still have the power? 
Well, that's the part that's weird. Well, no, I he think gets he the power him. from the Alpha. He kills the Omega and gets that blood all over him. I, it sort of kind of does go into him, right? But I don't know if it's the same. Maybe he's got the Omega power now. I think that's now. different, which I guess why it does set up for a sequel. Because we have no idea what this power he has it it's is different, even now. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like because the Omega's blood, not the totally Alpha's. So but maybe now he can find all the Omegas. This clearly goes everything. straight into the mummy, where he now has the mummy power. How dare you bring up the mummy? <laughs> Even Tom knows that fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. The mummy was Tom Cruise's uh, Batman and Robin, let's be clear. <laughs> that is such a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> that is it was. Guy. He has a cardboard Literally, cut out. If you ran into George Clooney tomorrow, he'd be like, sorry. He'd be like, oh, I know why. It's fine. It's, it's okay. <laughs> He's like, He's I still was, apologize. For I was trying, guys. I was trying to get a, a, a whole universe a going. Money. You were I got paid work. for it. <laughs> got it wasn't paid. great. He got paid, got paid for, for it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. he has that power somehow. So the sequel could set it up to where maybe he still has the power. And because he has ordered from the Omega, he has some way of distributing the power. I don't know. Like, it could be cool. Yeah, it's definitely a lot I want to see. And yeah. again, when I was looking up like the news on the potential sequel, like Emily Blunt especially is like, I want to make this movie. Mm-hmm. And she said something along the lines of like, we've been trying, we've been getting people involved, and we finally have the piece. She basically said like, somebody has come in, she didn't say who it was, and has an idea, and it fits Almost perfectly, so we just have to flesh it out. So I'm really hoping that they get it going and that Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt come back and that we get the sequel and then maybe even a prequel with her story because she could easily do that. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Agreed. So that wraps up. I would be interested. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. We've talked a little bit about where we might go from here, because <laughs> I like the idea of doing some more one-offs instead of jumping straight into a franchise right but away. Is it, but is this too serious of a movie for us? No, it's not. Is Edge of Tomorrow too serious of a movie? No, no, no. no. I'm talking about like the Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, Law Abiding Citizen. I think we need to break a little bit from the fun movie train. And maybe do something a little bit more serious. Then this is perfect. But, I mean, even in those serious movies, we're having a good time watching it because we enjoy watching a well-made movie. We enjoy watching a movie that is Oscar-worthy. We enjoy watching a movie that was in development and it took a while to get made. Yeah. Like, Like A Quiet Place with Emily Blunt is one of those movies that it's really serious. It's definitely not a fun movie. Like, from the get-go. It's a fun movie. Because it's, like, a family movie, for sure. He, like, it's a, Tom... Well, it's like... It's not a family film. It's a family... A movie about family. Well, it is a family film, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not a happy, like, freaking Disney family film. Like, ah, ha, ha, Disney, whatever. It's dark. But it's, like, close-knit family, like, strength. Like, the, the daughter is kind of a hero, right? Mm-hmm. The daughter is kind of an important, strong character, and Emily Blunt's character is 100% stronger than yeah. John Krasinski's character. She gives birth in the middle of this thing quietly, which is incredible. <laughs> like, and Gosh, that entire scene. Yeah. Is, and you can do an entire podcast just on that scene. COVID delayed this sequel to this film. 
Oh, man. Because it was going to release, Quiet and John was like, two. nope. And it's funny, because you say it's not. This is why I say it's a family film. John Krasinski himself, who made both films, when he was releasing the second one, said, we can't watch it as a family because of the, the, the pandemic, so we're going to delay the release as an announcement. That's a good point. It's it's if something like that in the movie were to happen, families would get closer. You have to be uh, a team as a family to survive. Okay, so yeah. we're watching a Quiet Place Two now. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just wait. We'll just wait until Quiet, Quiet Place, Place Part Two comes out. Just we'll watch Quiet Place. But all by accident, a family movie too. His family got freaking annihilated. <laughs> But, I mean, we. I don't we know talk. if I call that a family movie. It's not. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's, it's a family not. list it's movie. It's very dark. To be clear, it's, it's a not. way to. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I wrote down like the actors that we ended up tangenting off a little bit about was Gerard Butler and Emily Blunt, mm-hmm. and Did we talked a little bit about Emily Groundhog Blunt. Day here and there. So we that's... referenced Jamie Fox before. He's also in Lightweight Citizen. Yeah, and he's awesome in it. Always down for a Jamie Foxx movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Law by Intended is like one of my favorite movies. Ever. It's really good. I was I actually really happy with how that movie was. Was like I was kind of blown away how good it was. Yeah, and how surprising. There's so many. Like every think you time you think you understand what's happening, mm-hmm. you do not. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's what's next. I, I think I think Ryan was right when he said lock it down. Law abiding. Did you write lock it down? Lock it down. I'm writing it now. Yeah, lock, lock it, it down. I think we should do that one. Just because it's a standalone. There's no sequel, but we can pretend there would be if there were a prequel or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's good. It's a lot of conversation to talk about. It's, it's a movie that also... I don't know if it'll hold up to the framework we have right now, but it's a great movie and we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a more serious movie and it gets us a little bit out of our fun movie zone, like I was saying. Yeah. It's like... Let's watch something that's not just like, well, what was your first impression? Well, it, it was, was a fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't get the tagline anymore. We're just sitting there going like, I mean, it was dark. Yeah. But it's good for us to get out of the our bread and butter comfort zone. Yeah. So. Comedies and stuff. Episode six will be Law Abiding Citizen. I'm in. And we're going to lock it in. Question Definitely. Now. Lock it. We just got to make sure we can access it. Oh, we'll get it. I think I own it. Nice. If Ryan owns it, we can all have access to it, right? That's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. It works. (laughs) It might take us two weeks to all watch the movie, but we'll... Who knows? (laughs) So, next week, Gerard Butler in Law Abiding Citizen, because we were going to recast Gerard Butler in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Or possibly in a prequel. Well, you are a butler. You can go in like 19 different directions with, so. Yeah, we could watch Geostorm real quick. I actually, when I Hugh refuse Jackman, to watch that movie. We used to have, I used to have this thing where like Hugh Jackman and, and Gerard Butler are like pretty damn similar in their early career of like the same dude. Mm. Like they're, Gerard Butler could have been Wolverine when he was the same age as Hugh Jackman at the same time. Like, tell me I'm wrong. Look at me in the eye and tell yeah. me I'm lying. I can't. I'm going to look at Ryan and tell you you're wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> no. I like that a lot. So lock that in again. There's an alternate six. universe where Gerard Butler is Wolverine This for 16 years. All the way to Logan. <laughs> All the way. All and the I'm, way. A, I'm not unhappy then. In that My other me is fine. Well, we blew straight <laughs> past. He could have done it. We, yeah. we blew straight past my hour 14 light again. 
Uh, One day we will set a timer. What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> that we are really I'm bad. I'm telling you, you set your own damn timer. I'm I, tired of you know being what? punished. Law abiding citizen, I'm setting my own timer. <laughs> We're at an hour 50 right now. so Yeah, you're right. Oh, okay, so as long as we time it for four more minutes, we can get to an hour 54 line. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> like we did in like our math third <laughs> or second or third prequel with <laughs> Paul was like, I missed an hour and fourteen. I was like, Well, how long have we been going? He's like, An hour and fifty three. I was like, Well, don't tell me till an hour fifty four. We gotta have like and an was hour like and then something four. <laughs> hour thirty four or hour thirty seconds. <laughs> hour thirty four, hour fifty four. <laughs> It'll work out. So this has been one bourbon, one movie, one beer. I've been wit. I've been Paul. And I have been and will continue to be Ryan. Always. So, I hope always. you're still Always will be Ryan. Don't I ever always Ryan. will be. <laughs> and this has been another fun movie. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, a fun movie for now. <laughs> Except for now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.